Corny and 101, History Lessons Within Parallel Timelines. I'm the one, not the only doctor, Philip Reese. I'm the professor, Carmine Fasana. And we are back with you. We're here in the studio with Pug, our parallel universe generator. That is a hell of an application, I must say. Isn't it fun to play around with? Because of all of the different level settings and whatnot, yes, it really is fun. I mean, every time we enter in some more information, we get a different readout all the time, just by changing the levels of it. Right. And Pug is AI and we developed it to learn. So like as it learns and as it grows, like it, yeah, it obviously has effect on the outcomes as well. So a little bit of background of what we're talking about, the parallel universe generator. It is a quantum computer that myself and the professor built about two years ago. That's correct. We take a fixed point in history, change it, and then discuss the outcomes with everybody listening at home. For example... Ronald Reagan. Remember him in the 1980s? Of course, who doesn't remember Reagan? He defined the 80s. In this current timeline, there was an assassination attempt on his life. We played around with Pug and said, well, what if he died in 1981? How would the 1980s look? That's our podcast. And the 80s did not turn out very awesome because of the assassination of Reagan. It was totally different. We did the same thing about prohibition. What if America was still a dry country in 2019? Reefer Madness. A lot of potheads. Tesla. We just did him last week. Yeah, that was a great episode. I think actually one of my favorites that we recorded because uh, he's a big hero of mine. I don't want to spoil anything, but it was about free energy back in the 1900s. Free energy, 1900s. America had it. The ending did have a twist. You should definitely check it out. Oh, yeah. Major spoiler. It was not good. But yeah, that's our podcast. We could do any fixed point in history and change it. In fact, we would love to hear your comments. Maybe you have a a suggestion of a point in history that we should change. Maybe like the killing of JFK. Maybe Abraham Lincoln. Who knows? Look for us. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Just look for us. Ucornia101.com. Also about the podcast, every Monday we have a new episode. Just look for us on your service. We're everywhere. Apple, SoundCloud, you name it, we're on it. Just look for Ucornio 101. What about the website, Professor? Ucornio101.com, where we have all our past episodes, where my friend, the doctor, goes into extra credit and gives you suggestions on parallel timelines and universes to research on your own. I have a blog up there where I talk about some of my thoughts. It's a great website. You should check us out. Back to the episode. If this is your first time, you're going to love this one. It's all about New York City. The greatest city in the world, some might say. 1977. A little bit of history lesson for you right now. There was a huge blackout. The New York City blackout of 77. And most people say because of that blackout, New York changed for the better. Absolutely. There's been lots of uh, documentation about that that actual event and how it changed the whole landscape of New York. Now, New York back then. Let's set it up. Yeah. So New York back then was totally different from what we know it is today. I mean, hell, Times Square was a red light district. It was a really, really sketch area to go walk through times like Times Square. Like you did not want to be walking around down there. The city was dirty, gritty, 
garbage was everywhere. I mean, lots this is, of graffiti, a lot of you know gangs walking around at that time. 1960, 1970s New York was not the same as what we know it as today. Hell's Kitchen really was Hell's Kitchen. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then like. 77 too like there was a lot going on specifically like that year like people were like terrified like the son of sam was going on there's the summer of sam um you know people were like rushing to get home because they were worried about you know getting killed by uh by a mad serial killer the best we could put it is that new york city back in that time period was almost like gotham city i that's a really good uh analogy for it it was gotham it was terrible. Now, to be honest with you, if I had a time machine, I would so go back to that era because it was so much grittier and realer, and I would just love to experience that. Oh, it was raw. I mean, besides that, you had like you know the the start of like punk rock was in New York and like CBGB. Like you had like Club Fifty Four. Like it was like a, a mecca of like um, sin and like bad things to do. Like it was you know it was a good time. <laughs> the economy started to pick back up for the city. It was cleaned up. Giuliani came in as the um, DA. Um, also the mayor in the 80s. What was his name? Uh, Koch. Mayor Koch. He cleaned up the city as well, too. By right. the time the early 90s started to come around, it started to look totally different. And by the time 2000s and today, you know, the current time, hell, you could walk down Times Square. It looks like a fucking amusement park. It really does. It's a, and like you said, it's in the intro. It's uh, the city, you know, one of the greatest in the world. That's how people refer to it. It's the city that never sleeps. So, what are we going to talk about then? What change are we going to make in this timeline? So, what change we're going to make is what if the lightning bolt that uh, shut down the greatest city in the world for a whole day never happened? So, there was no blackout in 1977. No 1977 New York City blackout. That's going to be interesting. I wonder what's going to happen. It's should yeah because like I said like we said earlier like a lot of big things happen because of that blackout like and it's very well documented so we're gonna talk through that so I'm gonna go get pug fired up professor's gonna go get pug and we're gonna be right back stay tuned it's gonna be a good one and the professor is back I am back how is pug doing pug is good she is learning away and she came up with some really good results for this show okay so where are we going to start 1977 of course the blackout did not happen no new york city blackout that lightning bolt did not hit con edison i can only guess the violence continued to grow in that city correct yeah absolutely i mean it stayed the course of where it was currently before then like it was still a dirty nasty place where you were kind of scared to walk down the street at night what about the fires that was happening in all across the city, especially the Bronx? Because in that timeline, even in our current timeline, buildings were growing up in flames left and right. So I can only imagine it was still happening in this parallel world. Yeah, as the, the fires they just didn't stop at that point. Violence is happening all over the place. The gangs, they really start to take over New York by the time. Gangs 19- in New York, yeah. <laughs> by the time of <laughs> 1979 and 1980s. And we're talking about, I don't know if you ever saw that movie before, The Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That continues to happen. The, like, the bottles clinking. Warriors. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, The Yankees, they're still good. In fact, they still win the World Series, you know, in the late 70s. Oh, well, that's, so that's good. They're still the thing. Yankees, yeah. 
that is a good thing. Entertainment-wise, Studio 54 is still a thing in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Punk takes off big time because people are angry. They're poor. They're angry. They're on drugs. Right. Like, similar to our current timeline, like, that's essentially, like, how the the rise of punk rock started, which was... um, uh, which happened in like you know late seventies New York and then CBGB. So like that was like the birth of punk rock. But do you know what does not happen because there was no blackout? What doesn't happen? Hip hop. That's right. Hip hop does not take off the way it does in our current timeline. Reason being is because of the blackout. And this isn't me talking. This is you know the information I read over time and what Pug is saying too. But in this current timeline. Because of the blackout, a lot of the artists, they looted for the equipment and became hip-hop artists. Right. Like, the big, like, ticket item was, like, essentially people were, like, going, uh, looting electronic stores to get, like, uh, four-track recorders and the 808 machines and all that good stuff and mixers and all that. And essentially, like, a lot of people say that was, like, what spawned hip-hop forward so much so much quicker. Everybody had one. Everybody was able to put on a show in the parks or basements. Right, and this it, is like early on hip hop in New York, so it's like you know your MC games got come come up right, and you gotta go to your house parties, and you bring all your your record equipment with you, and you you keep the keep the people moving and dancing all night. Because of no blackout, and because they were not able to get that equipment, it does not take off. Hence, why punk is so much more of a thing. Economy wise, how's the city looking in the early eighties? Not very good. It is very desolate economy wise. Um, it's still on that bad negative track. So, um, Which, a lot of unemployment, a lot of people struggling to get jobs, and which is why in nineteen eighty two, the mayor and the city council came up with the idea: What if we make New York City the Vegas on the East Coast? And that's a really smart ploy to go for, like, because, like, yeah, what's going to attract more tourism, what's going to build, you know, bigger revenue streams and help out this economy than, you know, opening up a casino. Why go to Atlantic City where you just come to the real city that never sleeps? The real city. Like, who wants to go to Jersey? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody wants to go to Jersey. The Mafia, they love it. I mean, they already have their connections over in Vegas. Right. They don't have to go all the way to Vegas now. Now they have their casinos right in their backyard. Casinos start to pop up all in Times Square, everywhere you look, especially one Donald J. Trump opens a huge casino in Times Square with his face on it, just like Biff from Back to the Future, too. <laughs> that would make sense. I mean, he was around in this in this parallel timeline. Oh, he still is around in yeah. here, yeah. He's running New York still. He's he a New Yorker. Casino. He's got lots of real estate money. Why he's making he? a lot of money now because of that casino, too. So keep that in mind. But he is making a ton of money now in New York City because of his casinos. And it does help out a little bit because tourism does rise now. Hey, let's head to the casinos in New York. Exactly. It's driving distance for a lot of people on the East Coast. You can fly there from there. You don't have to go all the way to Vegas to make that horrible trip. 1984 comes around. Now, the Yankees, they were good in the late 70s. Right. We talked about them. How, how are my Knicks looking, man? The Knicks, are they, they still sad and disappointing suck. as always? They still suck. They always suck. <laughs> <laughs> they still suck. But times are a little bit different. Okay. And in this parallel timeline, they just so happen to have the third pick. Of the 1984 draft. And do you know who they selected with that third pick out of North Carolina? 
I would imagine that they went with the GOAT, Michael Jordan. One Michael Jordan himself. On the New York Knicks. Oh, my God. By the Knicks. My face is so happy right now. Like, I'm smiling ear to ear because I can only imagine what a New York Knicks team with Michael Jordan's like. Oh, Oh, the city's going crazy. Because he's from Brooklyn. He, he was born in Brooklyn, raised in North Carolina. Right. It's like he's coming back home. He's a Brooklyn boy coming home. But there is a catch. Oh, boy. There's two bad things. Well, there is a catch. Gambling's huge in New York. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, somebody was not a, a very good... MJ is a huge gambler. Yeah. yeah. He gets called up going to the casinos all the time, not working his ass off on the NBA courts. Pug is saying that, yes, he still has an average career, but he is not the Michael Jordan that we love and know today in this current time. That's terrible. So we lose the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Well, between that and then, he becomes great friends with LT. Lawrence oh, Mr. Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, he's a good positive influence on, so, on a gambling <laughs> degenerate like Michael Jordan. He becomes... Real good friends, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Jordan, his own career just isn't the same. Now, keep in mind, back then in the NBA, regardless. I they were going through some struggles in that, that time frame, They too, were definitely right? going through struggles. It was not Keeping the, the league afloat. Like, yeah. yeah, it was not the NBA that we know it today. Michael Jordan does not come in to save the NBA because he did. Yes, there was Magic. There was Bird. He had the bad boys. Right. But the NBA wasn't nearly as popular as when Jordan came onto the scene. He elevated that whole league. He did. I mean, yeah. Michael Jordan was like one of a kind. Like, he was exciting as hell to watch. Like, it brought people as casual fans, like as serious fans to the NBA. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, because everybody did coke in the NBA back in the early um, 80s, late 70s. Jordan was doing the same thing. Right. His game just isn't as good. The NBA just doesn't take off like how it does. And there you have it. All because he was drafted by New York. Oh, man. It's always a sad story with the New York Knicks. Thanks for for bringing me back down to reality. Well, <laughs> between him and Lawrence Taylor, there you go. Yeah, LT. No Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That's bad, too. Because, yeah, essentially he's just stuck in the, in the ghetto still, right? He becomes just a kid in the streets. He's serving... Um, 40 to life right now. He's in Rikers, huh? Yep. 40 oh, to life. That's terrible. 19. But we have gambling, though. That's pretty sweet. Well, that brings us to 1988. All right. We do Let's still have gambling. All right. Trump, one of the richest men in New York now. Donald, yeah. He runs for mayor. Okay. He's getting into the political game a little earlier. And he wins. Oh, good for him. He wants to clean up the city. And guess what? He does. Really? He does start to clean up the city. That's good. Yeah. What's he do? Uh, well, how does he, he clean that? And he starts to kick out all the bums. Oh, okay. Does he, does he put the wall up to keep the bums out? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no, no wall. <laughs> okay. Just checking. <laughs> no wall. No but, wall to keep the bums out. No. So, But a nice, clean New York City. He's really focused on Manhattan. He's really focused on Wall Street to cleaning up those areas. As right, well yeah. as making sure Times Square is safe for people to come in and gamble. Right, yeah. Almost like what Vegas did. They really wanted to clean up Vegas and the image that it had from the 1970s all the way to what we have now in Vegas. Same mentality with what Trump is doing. It's because, to him, he sees it as profit. 
he wants more money. Yeah, why wouldn't he? He's got one of the biggest casinos in downtown Manhattan. Like he's rolling in the dough. Yeah, and then like in this, like essentially like how this current timeline is, like Vegas had to overcome that red light district, like you know, kind of mantra, and then make themselves more marketable as like a family, like kind of tourist attraction, but also kind of like uh, you know, that same lore, like you know, it's still kind of a fun, exciting place. But so by the time the nineteen nineties happen, on the surface, everything seems fine in the city for the most part. I mean. It's a slow, 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 slow process. But on the surface, people are thinking, okay, we're we're getting there. Things are getting better. But underneath is a different story. There still is a lot of crime that's happening, a lot of poverty, a lot of drugs. There's no way out. People are desperate. These are desperate times. It's a desperate city. The cops are out of control. In fact, there is a beating Kind of like the Rodney King. Oh, right. That happened in L.A. Only in 1991, it happened in New York. Okay, so. a young black male was killed by the police. And that's when the riots started in New York City. And they burnt that city down. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah. Like, essentially, like, how it was burnt down earlier, too. Like, just complete chaos. Well, this was, I mean, back back in the 70s, yes, they would burn buildings for insurance purposes as well as for fun. Right, This time they did it out of rage. Well, right, yeah. I mean, like, rightfully so. Like, that's what riots are about. Like, it's a lot of hostility and unease. So, that's huge. Like, how does, uh, how does the mayor of New York react to this? How's how's Donald Trump handle this? uh, He's calling in for the National Guard. He's talking about, like, a zero policy, uh, zero tolerance policy it doesn't really go well for him okay. unfortunately he was doing somewhat of a good job at this right he kind of took the wrong turn he blamed the people he didn't really understand what the issues were right like being a wealthy billionaire who's not subject and close to the reality of what the normal people like us live the right. day to day you know i can imagine there's a little disconnect the riots last for five days Okay. Five days. Five days of straight up rioting and looting Five and days. burning and okay. Yeah. After the smoke, things really started to clear up. There was a more, there was more understanding of the issues that was happening in the city. The federal government had to step in. Okay. Gave the city a bailout, and around 1995 was when the city really, truly started to go down a fantastic path. Okay. It really started to rebuild itself. Like the proper way. And then like, yeah, to add to like what you said, like in our current timeline, because of like what happened with the the uh, the blackout, they the federal government came in and stepped in and gave uh, New York a massive bailout back then too. So this obviously in this parallel timeline, this happens way later. There is no hip hop. Okay. But punk is the biggest music out there today. Okay, so punk dominates the airwaves. That's that's the music of choice. Now, people are rapping over the music with punk. Okay. So it's a different style, but you still have heavy influence with guitars and drums. Yeah, and then that's not, like, way far off base either from, like, you know, the current uh, timeline. Like, there's a lot of punk rock bands that were similar to, like, that. Like, Oh, this is huge. Yeah. Like, every kid listens to punk, just like how yeah. most kids are listening to some form of of hip-hop or rap. This is huge. No Jay-Z, no Nas. 
Wow. So we have Michael Jordan's an average basketball player who's got a terrible gambling problem. Trump was like the mayor. Like this is like a pretty weird timeline. It's not the not the best. Well, who's to say? I mean, maybe the people living in it, they love it. Who knows? I don't know. We're yeah, we're obviously not there. We just go off what Huck tells us. Right. And that's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to know more about Ecornia 101, just head to our website. It's at www.ecornia101.com. Um, also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can use Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or however you listen to your podcast. Just do a search within your podcast services and look for Ecornia 101. Make sure to go on Instagram and follow us. And like us on Facebook. Again, just search for Ecornia 101. Also, we want your feedback. Tell us what you think so far. You can always leave some comments on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. On behalf of the professor, I'm Dr. Philip Reese. We will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. (laughs)